Not often does a church get an opportunity to do what I'm about to do, so I want to go ahead and invite Nathan Bullard and Ford Chittam. Come on down here. This church has touched the lives of, of literally hundreds of thousands of people over the years. And one of the ways that we touch those lives are through those who are called to the ministry. Y'all come on up on the platform. Both of these young men have answered the call to preach. And most of you know Nathan Bullard. He's on staff with us here as our youth director. But he's moving on towards seminary. And uh, we are licensing him to preach this morning. So James Nathan Bullard, God bless you. We are so proud of you. This young man over here is very special to me. I've got to know him and God has worked in his life and you're growing and growing. And as much as I wanted to convince you that you need to be a theologian and a writer, he still wants to begin preaching because his heart is for others to be one to Christ. So Park Thefford Chittam III, it's my privilege to give to you this license from First Baptist Church. The license simply tells everyone that we believe in these two young men, that God is working in their lives, and they are set forth to preach. Somewhere down the road, they'll be ordained. Uh, now, Ford, I was ordained in my first church I pastored, and that's what many people do. Some people come back to their home church. Whatever happens, we're thankful to have a part in your life, and we're looking forward to that. God bless you. And Godspeed as you go forward. Thank you. Bless you. God calls in many ways for us to serve, and we as a church want to be obedient in every way that we can. If you want true success in life, don't depend on shrewd cunning and abilities, don't be a trickster. Don't think that somehow you can take a class or get a degree and accomplish great things in life. No success seems to come through the hand of the Lord and our obedience to listen to Him. Ted Engstrom and Edward Dayton, in a book, Christian Leadership, tell a story that was very interesting from some years ago. A gray-haired man was talking to a young man that had just taken over a business. And the older gentleman said, Sir, what has been your secret to success so far? And the young man said, I'm trying to find success. And he looked back and he said, Sir, what was your secret to your success in life? And the old man said, Oh, it's simple. Two words. Right decisions. Always. Well, the young man looked at him and he says, how do you make right decisions? And he said, experience. He said, wow, that's good. He said, how do you get experience? And the old man slyly grinned and he said, by wrong decisions. That's true for all of us. None of us get it right every time in life. Wrong decisions help us to decide where we're going. The important thing is this, not that you skip those wrong decisions. You will, you will not skip them. You will make them. What's important is, do you learn from those decisions? Does that make a difference in your life? As followers of Christ, we are becoming something that we've never been before. We've, we've never been where God is sending us. And we're called to return to a place which we've never been in before. 
Thank you, Pastor Jeff. That song, Beulah Land, reminds us that this world isn't our home. As beautiful as today is, Eastern July, as wonderful as it was to watch the children before the service playing down here and imagining in my mind the future years with them here, the most beautiful place that we'll ever live is heaven, and that's what we're being built for. And on this celebration of Easter, the resurrection of our Lord, let us remember that each one of us must resurrect ourselves for Him. We can't continue to live in the way that we've lived in the past. We've got to overcome those mistakes. Mistakes are are never fatal and they're never final if we learn from them. You know, it's amazing what went on in the life of Jacob toward his father-in-law Laban and all that happened there. Fourteen years of labor to get finally the wife that he wanted, but to have two wives that were good wives for him. And then after all of that, the two that don't trust each other end up in a contest. And the contest is so unusual because, as usual... Jacob is falling back on his ability to, of cunning and skillfulness to kind of trick Laban. And yet Laban is the old trickster, and he has a way of always getting ahead of everybody. And you know the deal that they made about the spotted or the marked uh, 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 calves and goats. Here's the strange thing about that. In their day, anything that was not purely white was considered flawed. It was not accepted. And what was happening here was Jacob was willing to take what was scarred and not perfect and lead them away. And he even even tried a trick. There was an old trick where they would take uh, a a willow tree and they'd skin the bark and scratch it, put it in the water thinking that somehow the, the livestock would produce offspring that looked like that. It didn't work, never did work, never will work. But the reality is, as he tried to trick Laban, and Laban tried to trick him, there was a third party involved in that that was so beneficial, God. Because God had a purpose in what was going on there between these two men. God has a way of intervening in in life situations when we think everything is a disaster and, and we should cast it all away, yet God can not only preserve his work in this world, but he can pull out of the worst of situations a blessing. He always does that. We can't take credit for what's accomplished or done. You see, Laban and Jacob didn't trust each other. And this is an unusual situation, but some of us find ourselves in these situations with people sometimes. We don't know how to deal with our relationships, whether it's with family or business associates or neighbors. And we want to be shrewd and cunning. We want to be precise and perfect, but God didn't make us that way. We're flawed. And I want to remind you of a couple of things today that you need to remember as you move through life. From this July Sunday that we celebrate the resurrected Lord forward. Number one... Put no faith in your own abilities. Don't ever say, God, I've got this one. You can handle the hard ones later on. No, every situation should be in his hands. Every one. Don't depend on your own intelligence. 
One of the most frightening things that you'll ever find out is that education does not really give you freedom from mistakes. Educated people make mistakes. The most skilled practitioners make mistakes. They continue to do that through life. I realize that among the expenses in this church is a very large amount of money we pay for insurance in the event that something happens on the part of those who are practicing their faith as ministers in this church. Jeff, that's the two of us. Soon Nathan will be in that ship. The insurance protects against our making a flaw in our ministry that should not be there, whether it's theological, whether it's behavioral, whatever it is to protect the church. Physicians have the same kind of insurance. They call it malpractice insurance. And whatever may happen, it protects them from that. In life, we have something similar to that, but you can't purchase it with money. It's called the indwelling Holy Spirit. And what happens with the Holy Spirit is most unique. It's not that we're bought out of what we have done wrong, but we are taught to be humble when we make mistakes. As Christians, we're going to make poor choices. We're going to be motivated by the wrong influences in life. And we will look at something and be drawn to it, and in a moment or a burst of passion thinking, this is it, we'll make the wrong choice. God has a way of forgiving us for those mistakes. So don't depend on your own cunning and your own ability to accomplish things like that. But secondly, I want you to realize this. Don't fall back on what's worked in the past. Now here's what's amazing. If you do what you've always done and you keep doing that, you're repeating the same mistakes as well as accomplishments. And the reality is you may accomplish something in life that you think is good, but you're not growing or maturing. You've got to continue to move your life forward and learn in every issue of life because after all, you're not preparing for your career. You're not preparing for your, the pinnacle of your success in your career. You're not even preparing for retirement. You're preparing for eternity. And because of that, your life needs to be laid before Him in a realistic way. And you need to change as you go along. You need to impact those round about you and make a difference. I read a funny story the other day in a book by Herb Miller entitled, Actions Speak Louder Than Words. And in there, he told about two Kentucky farmers that had racehorses. And they always competed with one another. And they'd go to a local race, put their horses out there, and race and see who could win. And, and it was always neck and neck. You know, one would win, then the other. One would win, then the other. Well, finally, one of the farmers wanted to get an edge on the other one. So he hired a professional jockey. Now, this guy was, was something else. He was a, a great jockey, and he cost a lot of money. But when they put the horses out there and they took off in the race, both of them broke loose and went, you know, several lengths ahead of the other horses. And they were moving, I mean, neck and neck. But something happened. Something jumped out on the edge of the inside of the track, and it spooked both of those horses, and they collided, and they rolled head over heels, and there the jockeys were. Well, very quickly, to recover correctly, the professional jockey jumped on the horse. He took off and left the other one behind. He successfully crossed the finish line. 
Well, he's standing there smiling, waiting for everybody to come over, and, and the farmer that had hired him came over and looked at him. wasn't smiling very much, and he said, he said, well, I won, didn't I? And he says, uh, oh, yeah, you won. You won all right. You finished on the wrong horse. Sometimes in life, we get mixed up, and we end up on the wrong horse. We make it where we want to go, but it's not the same. We've not finished the way we wanted to finish. So be careful as you go through life that you don't end up in a situation like Jacob. Some people say, well, God was trying to make Jacob into an example for his children. Well, that didn't work. Only one of his children really ended up to be a great person. The others just kind of were jealous of each other. No, God wasn't trying to make him into an example. The same example existed for them that exists for us, God. What he was trying to do was to make Jacob into a person that would understand who he is and look to him for his strength. It hasn't come yet. It will come. It will only come after he wrestles with God himself and God proves who he is. As you are riding through life, going forth from this eastern July, and you get to that ultimate conundrum in life where you're trying to answer a question that can't be answered, and you're trying to remember what you were supposed to do, please promise me that you'll bow your head and be honest and say, I don't know the answer. God, you do. I'm trusting you. When you do that, amazingly, you fulfill your destiny. The title of the sermon today is In Whose Image or In the Image of Who. We are made in the image of God. That phrase does not mean that God has two feet and, and, and two arms and a head. Not at all. God is pure spirit. What it means is, God makes wise judgments always. And when we look to Him and let Him decide for us, we are made in the image of God. And may this be an Easter that changes you as you begin to change and become more like Christ. Let us pray. Father, I thank you that you give to us in your holy word a hope of becoming what we should be in this world and the ultimate being in the next world forever. God, I pray that we would listen carefully and cautiously to your words and we would understand that you call us to be an example to all that we encounter. Lord, sometimes in life we get distracted and we end up on the wrong horse, going in the wrong direction, in the wrong place in life. And I ask right now that you would speak to someone this morning who's struggling with where they're going in life, and they need direction from you. Father, you will always point us in the right direction and walk with us to that place and guide us in the way that we should go. And I pray right now you would speak to someone that is trusting you for that. And that you will be faithful to give them the strength that they need 
and they will abide by your guidance. Father, we thank you for this day, and we pray that you protect everyone as we go through this time of a pandemic. And I pray that we would give you the glory because in the midst of all the changes in life we've experienced, we've not given up worship. We can bow our heads and we can speak to our Lord and you can guide us. Thank you, Lord. Now speak to us now, for it's in your name we do pray. Amen.